Hey everybody, welcome to Coruscant Radio Underground, the Star Wars podcast of the sciencefictionary.com. Tonight, it's just me, Marisha Gore, and Andrew. Yep, uh, we lost everybody else for the night. Because they're grown-ups and their jobs are demanding. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it's just going to be the two of us. It may be a little bit different pace tonight, but we're going to talk about some things. We've got a little bit of news to talk about. It's not really news. It's kind of rumors. Uh, the closest thing we have to news is we've gotten a continual barrage of names of people who are done filming on the project. We had several last episode. I, I know that they said earlier this week that they're done, that R2-D2 is done for the episode and so they've had a, a few other characters. And if they are filming in sequence, as we thought they were, it sounds like at least R2 and 3PO are, are there right up till the end in, the, in this story. Which is what everybody wants. Let's not kid ourselves. It is. I just, there was some fear that we might not get that. Yeah, that, that's true. Hopefully the powers that be are going to take to heart the complaints that... R2 and 3PO have been so underutilized in this series. I hope so. There's been some weird rumors about that the last couple of weeks, uh, particularly this week. There was a rumor. Don't know where it came from, but, you know, things are starting to kind of leak out, as tends to happen when you get close to the end of filming, that C-3PO had basically been reduced to a coat rack. Oh, poor 3PO. That's so, not fair. We hope not. Like... That doesn't seem likely. I, it doesn't to me either, but they really sidelined the droids. I take issue with that mostly because they're droids. They're not characters. They're not human characters that you need to phase out. Right, exactly. I mean, they can stay around like, indefinitely. I, I understand why you're phasing out characters because you're you're 30 years after the original trilogy. So they're dying. They're They're getting old. They're going off into the sunset. And while some of those have not been exactly the way we would have liked to have seen them go, it still makes sense that you're moving on in the story to new characters. Because you have to. To keep the story going, you have to build new characters. Right. Otherwise, it dies with those characters. With the actors, with you the, mean? With the, well, with the actors to an extent. I mean, I'm not necessarily talking about the actors. Recasting is, is always a possibility. Uh, it's, yeah. it's not likely. I mean, recasting in the future, I mean, you're if you're recasting characters 30 years in the future, that's done all the time. Well, well that's true. You are recasting iconic characters, and, and that's, that's a little different. And recasting characters that are 30 years out from the original series, that's different from making a sequel in five years and recasting everyone because your characters are only five years older than they were. Right. Or making one so much later that all your original actors are dead. Right. Completely different situation. So, so in that, it's we don't want to see. I, I don't want to see original characters recast unless they're recast younger versions. Right, I'm with um, you on that. If we did, or much older versions, even if they want to jump another thirty years in the future and tell another story. Right, and and that would be possible. Except at this point, it's probably not, unless you decide to tell. Wedge's story way in the future or right. Lando's supposing that he does indeed survive episode nine. But you know, the the characters like like Han and Lando, I mean even Shameless their, plug. 
There's a Save Lando shirt on the sciencefictionary.com. You should buy one because Lando should stay alive. But even their characters are significantly older than, say, Luke or Leia. Right, yes. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's time to move beyond the original characters. And, and we all understand that. Some of us have resisted it more than others. Some people really wanted to see, and I don't blame them for wanting to see the stories continued of those characters. And I still hope that's where I'm okay with a recasting. Yes. It's, if, it's not ideal. It's not perfect. But Alden Ehrenreich killed the Han Solo role. He absolutely did. Yes. And, and it made me, and, and honestly, I know some people are, are more, they're a little more vocal about the idea of recasting Luke or Leia. Uh, particularly Leia. Right. But honestly, Harrison Ford of the three, the, you, there's no question he is the best actor of the original three. Right. By, by far. I mean, I, I love Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Right. They're awesome. But Nowhere Harrison, near the versatility well, in their resumes. When you talk about Harrison Ford, you're talking about one of the greatest actors of an entire generation. Right. You know, maybe multiple generations, maybe across his generation and the, this generation. And man, he, one of the most iconic stars, uh, action stars of the 80s and 90s. Right. Right. I mean, with the, all the Jack Ryan films and, and some of that stuff. Not and to, Indiana yeah. Jones. and Right. Uh, I mean. Air Force One. Just an iconic actor across the board. And so for me, he was the one that I had the biggest fear about recasting. Right. Because, you know, there are people out there that are better actresses than Carrie Fisher. They'll never be Carrie Fisher. Right. But there are actresses out there that can carry the role and do the role justice. Yes. And, and continue her legacy as that character. And I think she would want that. I think so. And, you know, I think any kind of decisions like that, I think there will probably be... You know, consultation with her brother, with her daughter. And I think that Lucasfilm would be very eager to get their endorsement for anything else they ever choose to do with Princess Leia. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, and then Mark Hamill, he's all but voiced his his approval of recasting Luke. Yeah. You know, and so I want to see the, the adventures of a younger version of those characters. I think that's fair. And, and in that case... You know, we're going to have to recast, and, and I think that's okay. Yeah. And we may not see that in movies. We may see that in the form of, of long-form storytelling. I would be okay with that. I mean, it's a brave new world in the Disney Plus era of Star Wars coming up here. I mean... Yeah. Well, and we've got the Disney Plus content, and now we also are starting to get some rumblings that we may get some more mature content. And I don't think they're ever going to do a lot of like really mature stuff with Star Wars because they want to keep it family friendly. But if you wanted to venture into slightly darker territories than PG than than TV fourteen, they're talking about moving things over to the Hulu channel, and I'm not talking about you know gritty raunchy shows. But things but, like um, I mean. Rogue One was dark. Yeah. That's pretty much the darkest way that you can end. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Rogue One yet, it's got some substantial dark themes in it that people aren't necessarily, I mean, I wasn't lining up to take my kids to see. 
and the, that may not be the sort of thing that they're going to want to really push on Disney Plus. But I think you're right. Well, if they decide they want to make things like that, Hulu's there, and it's an option. Hulu's an option, and then you've still got. I mean, let's not forget that they've still got access to their network TV. True. Which does show, you know, as far as later in the evening TV, I mean, things that are a little, you know, rated mature, that are that are a little grittier than, than TV 14. That's true. So, there, and I really actually will be surprised if at some point they don't give us something on network TV because you can't push everything over to the streaming service. You've right. got to keep your network alive with something. Right. Ultimately, I mean, I, I guess that maybe they could move to a model where they're making most of their money online, but... That would be a real, and that would be a real shift. No, they don't. They don't want to move that way. They may get to the point where they're making a lot of their money online, but there's they're one of the big network, and I mean they're one of the big three, and they're not going to let go of that. No, I don't think so. They've had a lot of success with Star Wars shows on the Disney Channel. I mean, ABC is an option. Um, yeah, I mean, ABC's been doing S.H.I.E.L.D. There's no reason they couldn't do something similar. I mean, we could Star even Wars. get pod racing on ESPN, right? Hey, you might as well. On, on ESPN <laughs> 8, the Ocho. <laughs> All right, love. That should be your new, uh, that should be your new campaign. Pod racing on ESPN. Hey, it'd be better than some of the stuff I I like, there's some random stuff on ESPN sometimes. Oh, there is. When when it's not a major sport, sometimes you get weird stuff. But that's how ESPN got their start. Okay, so just to throw this out there, I know somebody has invented a way to play Quidditch, of all things, like without flying. So if you can have Quidditch games, can we not have some sort of muggle version of pod racing? I think this needs to be a thing. In fact, I think there needs to be an ESPN channel solely devoted to nerd sports. We could just uh, rebrand, you know, Soapbox Derby. See? It's pod racing. I mean. This is this is a good plan, love. This is a solid business scheme. We can have the first event here on Silver Street in Natchez. <laughs> Perfect. Anybody that survives <laughs> wins. <laughs> if you don't wind up in the river, yet for, for reference for anyone who has never been to Natchez, Mississippi, Silver Street goes from the top of the bluff, about 200 feet above the Mississippi River, down to the river. And so a ride down Silver Street in a soapbox car, you know, you could go for a swim. Okay, so... Yeah, uh, we had a little bit of news here lately, but it it's still largely. I mean, news is like air quotes around it. You it know? is, <laughs> and it's like it's it's all rumors at this point. Really, we're not going to get any more real news on episode nine until we get a title. We want it. All we want is a title. We don't want to wait till April for a title. I just don't see us having to wait till April for a title. I do think we might have to wait till April at this point for footage. A trailer. Now, I'm going to I'm going to say something that may or may not be popular, but I don't as a as a regular con goer, I I don't see the point in like if I was going to Celebration, which unfortunately I'm not, yeah. I would not be like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait till Celebration to see that trailer." Because everybody else is going to see it 30 minutes later online anyway. You're not getting something special. Yeah, but you could see it like 
you know, you could wait in line for two days in a room with all the uber nerds and you could like light up your lightsabers and everybody go, Whoa! I mean, there, there is some joy to seeing things with the big group when it, you know, for that first release, but it's not the same as getting, I go to cons for exclusive things, things right. that people outside the con aren't getting. Like when you got to watch the first three episodes of... Or the first two episodes of the last season of Star Rebels. Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. If you were Which there, you got to the see the wife that. with the three children did not go see. Because who wants to take three children? Not me. So, you know, for me, it's like, if they're holding back the trailer for Celebration... Maybe not their best move. Well, I don't think it's a bad move, but it, it's not... I don't see that being the big selling point for the con goers. Like they're going to be if all excited gonna, about it, but they're going to they're going to be all excited about when it happens. But they're going to leave all excited about the things that they couldn't have seen if they weren't there. Right. The actors on stage talking and the the announcements. And, and that's something I think that has changed some with cons is there's not a lot of announcements that don't immediately go online. Right. But even at San Diego Comic-Con, they do still shut the cameras off for some of those big announcements and especially footage. Yeah. Now, see, if I was going to the con, what I would want to see is I want to see like two minutes of exclusive footage or behind the scenes footage that mm-hmm. everybody else might get. May, they might get it a month down the road. Right. But they're not getting it when I get it because I paid to be here. Well, and, they and they're also- not going to do that with that trailer because when that trailer airs at Celebration, it's going online very quickly afterwards because yeah. at that point, the cat's out of the bag and they've got to push it. Yeah. Well, and was it, it wasn't Celebration, but it was, what's the big Disney convention? D23. They had that giant uh, diorama of the new Star Wars part. You know, something like that was just like, I mean, yeah, we could get online and we could watch a video of it, but we couldn't be there and see it. Now, why they did that at D23 and not at Star Wars Celebration? Somebody. Anyway. Well, they didn't have a D20. Was that at D23? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was at the, the convention, like, just a couple of, like, shortly after the last celebration. Because okay. everybody was like, why didn't we get this well, at Celebration? Well, that could have been D23, but frankly, it might not have been ready at Celebration. That's true. But hopefully for the people who do get to go, my cousin Cameron is going, I'm so jealous. Anyway, it's not fair. So, But for the sake of the people that are going, I hope that they have something like that. Obviously, there's just the people there, just the environment. And I mean, it's of all of the cons I've ever been to, it has one of the best vibes. So um, Celebration is a very, very special convention. And it's partially because it's not every year. Right. That, that it, it's held to celebrate the release of a new film or some other big event. And it's not held every year. And that makes it a little more special. That's one of the things that I think that with D23 as well, it's only every other year. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing about it, pretty much the only people who are going to shell out to go to a Star Wars celebration in the era of Disney Star Wars are pretty much going to be people who are down with what's happening in Star Wars today, with the exception of my cousin Cameron, who I love, <laughs> but it's not fair. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm still lobbying for the next Star Wars celebration. It needs to be in New Orleans. Yes. 
Seriously. I mean. We can make t-shirts for that, too. (laughs) Yes, that needs to be our new campaign. Star Wars Celebration 2021 hashtag New Orleans. No, hashtag Star Wars Celebration New Orleans. That's it. Because New Orleans is the coolest. We've got an amazing convention center and hotels and food. Oh, man, the food's so good. If you've never gone to New Orleans and just walked around, and every time you get hungry, you just walk in whatever's nearby and get a something to drink, like something alcoholic. But, you know, like, be responsible and don't get plastered because New Orleans can be dangerous. But just get, like, a drink and whatever looks best on the menu, you have should do, you have should do it. It's a thing you should do. This is completely irrelevant to Star Wars unless they have Star Wars Celebration in New Orleans. In which case, I will talk at great length about all of these things. This is the point where Andrew's looking at me like, oh, God, what have I done? Where is my brother and where is my friend? Why did I agree to do this with only my wife? The answer is because he doesn't need brothers or friends because he's got me and I'm the coolest. So if you haven't noticed when, you know, a husband and wife do a podcast together without the other people and kind of throw the, you know, outline for the show out the window, things get a little bit more rambly. (laughs) Maybe just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it'll be okay. Just, you know, stick it out. Next week, somebody else will be back. If if they don't, we're going to pay somebody else to come on. And you'll be like, please, please, I don't want to do another podcast with only Marisha. Now, we do need to get Daniel back because, you know, we need to get both of them back. They both bring great things to the show. Daniel, without Daniel, we really lose our comic book knowledge. Right? Like, um, our comic book knowledge pretty much plummets to zero, sans the Daniel. And our, like, funny factor is substantially lacking without Robbie because... Robbie's just way funnier than me. I do try, but alas, no cigar. All right. So, you know, we do have a little bit of news or as we started off, I'm not going to, I'm going to be careful. I say this because last time we did this, it just like ran away from us, but it's not news. It's rumors. It might be spoilers. Don't know. Um, It's only spoilers if they're true. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great disclaimer, babe. (laughs) But no, seriously, we got a little bit of stuff that we can talk about tonight. It's mostly related to uh, episode nine and something that we kind of already expected to happen with the return of the Knights of Ren. We still don't really know who the Knights of Ren are. We're, we're still kind of learning. You know, we, we kind of had these ideas that J.J. Abrams gave us when episode seven came out. You know, they were these basically these masked individuals and and kind of you know we didn't expect to hear them really talk or do these things but we didn't know exactly what their role was going to be our our idea was that always that kylo ren was and and we know that he is the leader of this group and but we don't know anything about them like do they they're imposing do they predate his involvement with The First Order, are they part of the First Order? That's a real, you know, I hadn't actually considered that question before. I I have thought for a while that they might actually predate him becoming a full-blown leader in the First Order. Hmm. Uh, That may or may not be true. We we got fuzzy timeline there. 
I mean, and it's a big universe, you know. Um, that they, they could have come from anywhere. They could have, for, for all we know, they came from the uh, the unknown regions with Snoke whenever he showed up. Yeah, it's possible. We still don't really know. Maybe they're those 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 um. Oh no, I can't say that because you haven't read the book yet. Maybe there's some characters from the Thrawn novel. I, I do know enough people, about what you're talking about to know that 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 might be a possibility. I'm still are they four users? Do we think? I, I'd say fifty fifty. Oh, oh, that's a cop out. No, I mean it's possible that some of them may be and some of them may not. Okay, that's fair. It's we we really don't know enough about them. Force Trained. sensitive, maybe. Yeah, but they're not Jedi. They're not Sith. They're not. But we don't know. They could be students from the from Luke's academy. No, wait a second, though. Isn't there an Im- was it the image from a trailer or actually from the movie where you see that group like around the burning temple that I, that I people think, were pretty sure were the Knights of Ren? That was actually from the movie, right? I, I, yeah, that's in the the. I want to say that was in episode seven, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So, I mean, if they are. Um, apostate students of Luke's and it stands to reason that they left before Ben Solo did. Of course, that would also explain why Luke was so... Um, that could give some background to why Luke was so suspicious right. of Kylo Ren or well, uh, Ben Solo because if, he'd add, uh, if he had had other students take that path already... Yeah, I mean, it's possible that you know, maybe Luke had already lost, you know, had some students who had strayed. Hmm. I actually kind of like that because that makes him seem a little less paranoid and a little bit less of a, a jerk, really, right. for assuming that his nephew was just going to turn to the dark side. Right. Or is it possible that Luke's feelings were because Kylo was already turning on him? Oh, well, I mean... That, that, that he was already going to the dark. I mean, we already know there was some indication, but maybe he was actually further gone than than Luke realized at that point. Or maybe Luke stood over him with a lightsaber because he knew what Kylo Ren already was. Yeah. And that this was a group of students who were still at the Academy who were really more under mm. the leadership of Kylo Ren at this point. Ooh, I like that theory. That they're kind of like his posse. Yeah. Kind of like Voldemort's little group at Hogwarts who turn into the Death Eaters. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I don't know Harry Potter. Oh, come on. We, Andrew, you watched this movie with us. Didn't you? You did. Maybe we watched it. With, no, we did. We watched it without you while the kids were sick. Will you forgive us? I've still only seen two whole Harry Potter movies. So. Well, we need to remedy that. Your kids are totally obsessed you know you're gonna have to like watch them all the way through with them so you could have coherent conversations with iana about harry potter right i guess (laughs) (laughs) anyway for those of you who are nerds beyond just star wars yes that's what we're going with like voldemort at hogwarts with his little posse that turns into the knights of ren slash death eaters there's there's a lot of possibilities with the knights of ren and who they are it's possible that when kylo initially flees 
the well, I don't know because we saw them. Well, we saw them in a place, but I don't know that we necessarily got confirmation that they were in the same place. It was just a place that was like fire and brimstone. It mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily at the burned down temple. It could have been on Mustafar. Ooh, Mustafar. Maybe they've been like camped out on Mustafar. Maybe There's, they're Darth Vader's like old they could posse. Be. There are acolytes of Vader yes. and on Coruscant during some of these books, the new books. Ooh, I like it. So I like where this is going. That's a possibility. Look There's, at us with all of our good theories. See, we don't even need Daniel and Robbie. <laughs> so there's also another theory about that image that we've seen of Kylo in the Knights of Ren. Okay. Is that it hadn't happened yet. Oh, okay. That it's like that a- what we saw was a vision across a spectrum of time. And not necessarily all in the past. Because that was part of Ray's vision, right? Yes. Along with the increasingly mysterious, these are only the first steps. What does that even mean? Why is Obi-Wan saying that? I know that's not what we're talking about, but that's bothering me. They better answer this question or I'm going to be pissed. Anyway, Knights of Ren. Okay, but like I said, you know, it's a possibility that the initial thought was that everything we saw was in the past. Right. But there has been some speculation from a few places that we saw things from the past, we saw things from now, and we have saw things in the future. Okay, that's fair. I, I can get down with that. And so... So that doesn't have to be the burning of the Jedi Temple. It doesn't. It, it also... Again, I, I remember... I, I'm having trouble picturing the exact image in my head, but I don't... I never thought that that image was them at the burn, burning Jedi Temple. Because I don't think he becomes Kylo Ren until later. Okay. I think there has to be a gap at there. Least I don't think he got up and dressed like Kylo Ren and then burned the place to the ground. No, but it is also could stand to reason that that was the original plan, was that he was Kylo Ren at that point, And then they sort of retconned it for Last Jedi. It's possible, but I'm still, I'm still like, I didn't like that the Knights of Ren were left out of the last Jedi altogether. For me, that was one of the weirdest points that we made such a big deal about the Knights of Ren. And then we didn't even say And then the we word. didn't even mention them in the last mm-hmm. Jedi. And we know they're coming back now. We, we, we know they're going to be back in some way, shape or form. We don't know anything about them at this point. And it's possible at this point that... JJ has had time to think about it and totally alter who and what they are. A la George Lucas in the best Star Wars tradition. Right. I mean, but that's the the Star Wars movies have been made. They've always changed as they went. Oh, yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, we know that's happened continually with this movie because there's been constant rewrites to, to tweak things. And, you know, frankly, that's a good thing if it's done correctly. Yeah, definitely. So right now, the the big question is, who are the Knights of Ren? And, and honestly, that's that's one of the big things I want to get out of this movie. Obviously, it's not the big thing, but they need to play a significant role. I think so. In this movie. And yeah. so there's been... And there s- needs to be an explanation for where the heck they went for the last movie. Yeah. That happened two hours after the first one. Right. Well, there needs to be, I mean, we didn't see them in the first one. And so it's also possible, you know, my initial thought, I, I for a long time thought that That's true. Kylo Ren had killed 
in traditional Sith fashion, yeah. had killed the Knights of Ren. I mean, he's kind of unstable. And whatever... Did you see what he did to... I mean, everybody thought he was all innocent and Matt the Radar Technician. Did you see what he did to that guy? That's rough. <laughs> so, the theory that I currently like on where the Knights of Ren have been... Dead. Well, I, we know they're not dead, so I've oh, had to not dead. You know, we're amending our, our <laughs> reevaluate what I think about what they're doing. Okay. I like the idea that they are kind of like Vader's inquisitors. Ooh, okay. That, so they're that, like the equivalent? That they're Kylo Ren's equivalent to Vader's inquisitors or the Emperor's inquisitors. What happens? Do we ever actually get an answer? On exactly what happened to the rest of the Inquisitors? They well, just sort of disappeared after the Grand Inquisitor died. Well, Vader no, we saw him after the Grand Inquisitor died. You're right, you're right. But after that last episode with the stupid helicopter lightsaber thing. Well, the temple collapsed. We never were told if they got out. Okay. We also know what happened to people who fail Vader continuously. That's true. Bad things. Um. So... I don't know. Somebody else gets a promotion. <laughs> but it, it's possible that the Inquisitors are still out there. I know there's been comic books following Vader. I don't know if the Inquisitors have come back up in any of that. If Daniel it, was here, he could tell us. It would be interesting to see if they did, although none of them were ever quite as good of a character as the Grand Inquisitor. No, no. Well, and uh, honestly, the best twist, I mean, the best thing about the Grand Inquisitor, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen... Um, the end of Rebels, which really you should. If you haven't seen like season two of Rebels by now, go back and watch it. I mean, especially the episodes in the Jedi Temple, just some of the best Star Wars lately. Anyway, whenever the, the reveal is made um, that the Grand Inquisitor was actually a temple guard, I mean, that was something. Yeah. So, you know, the other, the other, inquisitors that showed up they were they were good but they just were never quite as menacing as the grand inquisitor mm -hmm. but I, I do like the idea that we're not seeing the knights of ren because they've been out there doing kylo ren's dirty, dirty work, work somewhere yeah. uh, either together or individually hmm. <clears throat> and that we're going to have a reason now for them to show back up but the other part of this rumor is basically involves you know, in typical Sith fashion, if they now perceive, depending on what their role has been all along, and now suddenly he's the big man at the top of the totem pole. Right. Will they come back to attempt to kill him? Ooh. Bum, bum, bum. And so just for, for the record, where where is this story coming from? Uh, this is most of this stuff is from making Star Wars, and they've okay. drawn from various sources, right? And and they've talked a little bit about, you know, how there could be multiple sides to this. This is rumors that have kind of popped up here and there. And one of the things they talked about was the possibility, and I'll take it a little bit further than they took it. They took it as, you know, maybe Kylo Ren basically has his own army that he's basically built under His own Snoke. Praetorian guard basically. Basically. And that there now is some infighting right. within the First Order. And I will take that a step further 
Snoke's not, I mean, uh, Hux is not going to go down easy. We yeah. saw him kind of become the buffoon a little bit in The Last Jedi. I didn't like that, but he's a sycophant. I mean, he's a, he's a psychopath. I mean, yeah. he's a Hitler-esque, Stalin-esque psychopath. Himmler, yeah. And especially learning more about what we've learned. You know, we, we always knew that his father was responsible for the new Stormtrooper program, which was involved basically taking young children and training them, brainwashing them. Right. And of course, we learned this week on resistance that it might actually be a little darker than that and involve yes, mind of wiping our favorite and, children's and show went a little bit dark yeah and i, I think i mean it kind of went over our kids head with that yeah. meant but i mean they talk we're talking about you know reprogramming right you know no please don't wipe my brain very, i was like oh my you know God. very dark nazi-esque cultish mm-hmm. uh type stuff yeah cultish that's actually one of the more. And the thing is, the thing is about Hux, he doesn't like Kylo Ren to start with. And Kylo Ren does not like him. They they represent two very different views of what the First Order should be. Um, Kylo Ren, like Darth Vader, wants a dark side empire, basically. Right. And where Hux, I mean, while he may be the worst, he's also, he wants, he's has a military objective. Right. His is the he's more, not, the, the military tradition type empire. Right. He's the one uh, the who's Roman. Built, right. Building the technological terror. Right. You know, and, you know, I think it's interesting that they preserved that same dichotomy that they had um, in the original series with... Tarkin and uh, with Vader. Tarkin and Vader, you know, one of them, you know, kind of blowing. granted. Granted, Hux is Tarkin unhinged. Yeah, Tarkin I mean, is Rommel, mm-hmm. and and Hux is Hitler. I mean, they're <laughs> they're they're different, but they they're the same. You know, it's right. Yeah, it, it's and it, it is different. Tarkin, he. He is a military, I mean, he's a career military man. I mean, geez, we see Tarkin all the way back, you know, sweet-talking um, Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. back in Clone Wars. Maybe, I, actually, I, I, let me, I, now I'm saying sweet-talking, but I, I actually, I'm, I'm thinking that that may not have been the nature of their, anyway, interacting, let's go with that, interacting with um, Anakin Skywalker all the way back in Clone Wars, so, I mean, he's a career military man, and he has he's has an objective. I mean, Hux has got an objective, but he's just a whole different kind of... Tarkin's going to kill people because it serves a purpose, whereas Hux likes to kill people. And also wants it to serve his purpose. As I said, taking the idea that there's going to be some kind of internal struggle... With right. that and taking that a little further and saying, what if the reason, because we know the story is going to pick up roughly a year later, is at least where we're currently at in the rumor timeline. Right. Is that we're going to pick up roughly a year later. Well, we know there was very little left of 
at least the new rebellion as it was congregated. Basically right. one shuttle full of people, one ship full right. of people. Desperately hoping for those reinforcements. Basically everybody that, the number of people, you know, that would fit on the Millennium Falcon. That's all that's left. Right. At least as far as we know now, Black Squadron was out there. The The characters from Battlefront 2 are out there looking right. for gathering forces. Right. But the fact that they survive a year without being pursued there, I mean... Right. There's something else going on. So my thought is, and I don't know if they'll go this way or not, there may not even be time to go this direction with it, with closing out one film, um, is that the First Order is falling into into complete and total civil war. Right. Between two factions. I mean, basically, because Alexander I, dies and all of his generals start to go into a power struggle. Right. So if you've got Hux's forces, because let's not forget Hux, again, in charge of the Stormtrooper program. Right. Once his father died. Right. They answered him. Yes. Um, you know, who's to say he won't try to order 66? Uh, the Knights of Ren. Well, or, or Kylo. It'll be interesting to see what the relationship of all the characters, unless they continue down the path they did with Hux at the end of The Last Jedi, and he's just going to be subservient and cowardly. Um, and pissed, but still, so you know, not quite brave enough to make a stand against somebody that erratic and dangerous. Yeah. Eventually, I don't, even if that's not where they go in this story, you, there's no way you convince me that Hux doesn't one day try and kill Kylo Ren. Yeah. No, I don't think their relationship is going to be a good one. So I expect to see something there. I won't be surprised at all if Hux is killed early on in the movie. Hmm. Yeah. If if there's not this full-blown civil war, something's still got to happen because those two are not... They're not arrested. Rest- at, least, at least it doesn't make sense to me for them to be on the same page. Yeah, not, not long-term. Not once the crisis is over. Now, that doesn't mean that for the sake of the story, they just breeze over that because it's not the most important thing. Right. But their personalities don't mesh. They don't like each other. Right. You know, they've basically, you know, two pit bulls that don't like each other that were always held apart by Snoke. Exactly. In my opinion, for their their characters to make the most sense, they have to clash. Yep. Now, there was also kind of a weird note that the Making Star Wars folks had in this article. And you can find this article on their website still. Uh, But wherever they were getting this information from, the term Sith Stormtroopers popped up. That's weird. Unless you're going back to the old, the Sith are a race, right? Isn't that the old legends? It is. Story? yeah, you know, in the in the Knights of the Old Republic series, you had Sith who were powerful dark, dark side. side force wielders, but you also had Sith, uh, you know, Sith warriors or, or people who were basically their version of, of foot soldiers, troopers. Right. So it, it is possible. We don't, we don't know what this means. I mean, this is the first mention of Sith in the new trilogy, honestly. Right. So it may or may not be a thing. It might just be something, a term that somebody came up with to describe something that may have absolutely nothing to do with, with actual the actual, right. And 
and whatever that means, because clearly Sith is kind of a fluid, I mean, a fluid description. It is. Within, at least historically, historically Star Wars. Yeah, not within, not within new, not within the current canon, but historically, yes, it's, it's not, it doesn't refer just simply to powerful Sith Lords. Sith Lords, yeah. Now, the other thing this could mean is, could these be, has has Kylo claimed the full title of Sith Lord? And is this his personal guard? I mean, I think he totally, if he doesn't, it's kind of inconsistent with who he is. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I he, will, he wants I will be, to be Darth Vader. I will be disappointed if we don't see Kylo wielding the title of Dark Lord of the Sith. I mean... The thing was, Snoke clearly wanted to preserve a distinction between him and the Sith. But Kylo Ren, he doesn't. He wants to be a Sith. I, he wants to be a Sith Lord. Right. You know, the, and the idea is, I, I really think for some of these things to come full circle, <clears throat> that it has to be the Jedi and the Sith. I think so. Now, I do think we constantly get into this. I, fortunately, with this movie, I've heard very little of the idea of the gray Jedi, like we did leading up to The Last Jedi. Right. It, it doesn't make sense in the terminology to be a gray Jedi. A, a, a Jedi is a is a sect. It's a religious sect. Right. It, it's You're not, you know, a good or a bad or a not or or something in the middle a dark jedi or a light yeah yeah even though we had ideas in the old games about dark jedi and things like that in the current canon it it makes and it really never made sense to have those things the the gray jedi it's like it's like saying this is my religion but i don't really believe it well, I mean, haven't you met some of those people? Like, yeah, I'm totally there, there a Christian. I just those, don't believe any of the Christian things. There are some of those people. They definitely exist, but it's it's not a real thing. It, it's a it's a it, the name is a fallacy. Yeah, it, it's you're claiming a name to something that you don't actually believe, right. and therefore it means nothing. Well, and I mean, I think that I mean because. A lot of people, I mean, they wanted Ahsoka to be a gray Jedi so bad. I mean, just in the worst kind of way, their people wanted Ahsoka to be a gray Jedi when she came back. And I mean, she says on more than one occasion, point blank, I am no Jedi, you know, right? that she turned her back on being a Jedi. And so I think that makes it very clear, even though she is still definitely... I mean, she's almost, she looks more like a Jedi than most of the Jedi that we've come across. She she does. And I think that's the secret. And I think that's also the secret of the white robes. The last time we ever see Ahsoka mm-hmm. is that she has embraced her role as a Jedi. Hmm. I, I could she be totally wrong on circle. that, but she doesn't come full circle. She eventually comes to the understanding that she is a Jedi, that her actions, her beliefs are what make her a Jedi. And Even if she doesn't she, adhere to well, the, and that what she fled from and what she left behind was a shell of hmm. what the Jedi were supposed to be. That what she left was not actually. We we already know that what the Jedi Order was wasn't what they were supposed to be anymore. Right. And so that she she leaves that and actually becomes 
what a Jedi is supposed to be. I, I really think that's... But she still couldn't open the temple. Right. But I still think that's Ahsoka's path. And I... But, with the, you know, when she couldn't open the temple is a number of years she removed didn't try, from when though. we see her come back. That being said, right. she she didn't try. You know, well, it's you're, so... Well, you're talking about when she opened it with... Kan- when Kanan and Ezra were there? She did not open it. Kanan and Ezra opened it. Because it took a master and an apprentice to open the temple. But she specifically said when they went, when Kanan asked for her help, she said, I can't open it. I'm not a Jedi anymore. Okay. That could still be her just rejecting the name. Hmm. But the idea, like Pablo Hidalgo basically gave the best explanation of why the idea of a great Jedi doesn't work. Because it's like basically saying, I can say I'm good. Mm -hmm. I can do bad things. That we know have consequences. Right. So as a gray Jedi, I get all the power and none of the consequence. It, and that's not how it works. Right. That's not that's how, not the force how works. actual life works. <laughs> and that's not how Star Wars life works either. Because even if it looks like you're getting away with the bad things, they come back and bite you in the butt. Can you tell <laughs> that I'm a mother? Yes, you can. We've got a lot of stuff there with, I don't even know how we got to where we're at in this conversation. Sith. I'm talking about the Sith. The Sith. So, yeah. I mean, the idea of a Sith trooper could mean a lot of things. And I'm not really going to tie anything to that until I hear that or see it on a toy. Because <laughs> that's where <laughs> we'll see it first is we'll see these yep. action figures that come out. And they'll say Sith trooper or Sith storm trooper. And then and we'll go. the nerds Lord. will go. Ah! <laughs> so. And Elijah will say, I want to go with that to Dragon And honestly, Con. this could strictly be... Someone who knows a little bit about what's going on, but doesn't really know what's going on. And he could be referring to the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just stormtroopers and, you know, like death troopers. They're wearing black. Are they stormtroopers? Well, I mean, if you don't, I mean, I could see making that mistake with the Knights of Ren, the black armor and the... Yeah. So... I'm fine with, with that. I, I don't, like I said, I won't put any stock in that particular rumor until I, I see it on something. And yeah, that's fair. We'll see. I mean, it's not going to be long. We're going to get Celebration, and then the floodgates are going to open. Maybe there'll be, like, lots of toys that'll drop at Celebration. There will be some, probably, but I think most of them will come a little further into the summer. Which, I mean, they'll do the the Star Wars toy Yes, day. Star Wars Toy Day. We need to go somewhere with like a toy it's store. It's not called Star Wars Toy Day. It's it called... is to now. Okay, it is it's now. now. Yes, Star Wars Toy Day. Put it on your calendars, boys and girls. It will be sometime. What did they call it? Friday. Force Friday. There we go. Force Friday. That's not, that's, that's what it, it wasn't. Say Star Wars Saturday. It's similar. It's similarly it, it, alliterative. It is. And unfortunately, there's absolutely no way to edit this segment. <laughs> So anyway, uh, oh, we'll talk a little bit of comics. I don't have a lot of info on this, but I did get, I'm not going to go deep into it. I don't know anything about anybody that's involved because again, I read comics very lightly. I'm not a big comic book reader, but we'll try to get Daniel on this when he gets a little more time. But I thought it was interesting that much like they've done like the road to, you know, the Force Awakens, the Road to the Last Jedi, they're essentially doing the same thing with a line of comic books and novels leading up to the launch of Galaxy's Edge, which is Star Wars oh, Land yeah, at that's Disney. Exciting. So we're we're getting a backstory for this place. And maybe in five years the lines will be short enough to actually go. 
That's what I'm holding out for. By the time we have money again, (laughs) (laughs) the lines will be short enough that we can get in there. Yeah, no, the lines are going to be bad. But I did think it was interesting that they're going to, they're going to legitimately give it a backstory. I mean, I think that's awesome. I mean, I'm down with that. I think that's, I think that's super cool. I, I mean, I think it's kind of a nervy move that they didn't build Moss Eisley. They didn't build Coruscant. They built somewhere just totally new. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I love it as a decision because people have been saying for a long time, it's a big universe. Why do we keep rehashing the same thing? So I think that this is, um, and it also gives them a lot more freedom. You know, they don't right. have well, to. Well, you don't have to worry about, because you're setting it, at least for now, it will be set during the time of the First Order. Right. And so you don't, you can put it there. You can have these events that go on without stepping on things from other stories. Exactly. Because it's in the boondocks. I mean, pretty much the only place we've seen it so far was in the Thrawn book. Because Lucasfilm was like, put this location in your book. Here's the information you need. This does, however, make me think that there's a lot less of a chance of them ending up on Batu in episode nine. Because there were a lot of yeah. there were a lot of early rumors that episode nine was going to Batu. It still could, but I think you're right. You're giving it a really cool story if you go to Batu and you're but it's like giving it its own backstory with these novels and comics seems to do something a little different where you're saying this needs to be a part Mm-hmm. From the story, it's its own thing, so that it can stand over here and not step nothing, on anybody's toes. Nothing that we do here interferes with any of the continuity of story. Yes, and I think honestly, because the idea is for this to be totally immersive, and right. and I think that's why they chose to do it that way because. I mean, it opens up so many options and they don't have to give any explanations. You know, you build a piece of Coruscant and everybody wants to know, well, what year is it? Well, why hasn't, well, you know, well, where's this? Why hasn't that happened? Where's this, where's the Jedi Temple? Why is the Jedi Temple still there? You know, all of a sudden there are a lot of questions that people want answered, especially the uber nerds like us. And so they, they make it its own, you know, way out there. And it can just sort of do its own thing. You know, it's like whenever you make make a movie set in Alaska, it's like, okay, and it can be its own thing. It doesn't really have to have much interaction with anything else because it's set in Alaska. I'm really excited about that. I'll definitely be picking up those comics. Um, I don't know if they're, I don't know who's doing the comics. I don't know enough about them right now. I didn't read, I didn't leave myself a link here to the announcement, but I'm assuming they're going to be Marvel. But there's a chance they could be IDW, hmm. which did the like the Vader Halloween series. Oh right, those were more kid directed, weren't they? They're a little more oriented towards kids. But if you're, was that the one that that uh, the droids were telling the stories, or was no, that the ones that with the was talking helmet? Characters. I do think that the droids had told one story. Okay, there were like six stories, okay, or five, right, right. five or six stories. And they were very, they were just a number of characters, basically these kind of creepy stories about winding up on Mustafar Uh at at Vader's castle. So he had a a number of of different characters that, and I think that the droids, and I don't remember if it was R2 or another droid that was basically relating a story of ending up there and 
having their own little creepy story. Does R2 know who Darth Vader is as an aside? It depends on, you know, in the original idea of Star Wars being told from the perspective of R2-D2. Who's um, pretty much omniscient as far as the story then goes. Then R2-D2, yes. <laughs> R2-D2 knows everything. You know, the original story was that R2 was the narrator. But kind of moving forward, I, I don't think that we can necessarily hold to now, that. Now, R2, he's on. He's that Obi-Wan and Padme take to Mustafar, isn't he? Yes, but there's... Okay, so he's not Darth Vader when he leaves, when they leave Mustafar. I mean, he's not dressed like Darth Vader, but he's been dubbed. He's also burned to death as far as they're assumed. They didn't leave him thinking that he's going to become this great Sith Lord. Right, and they don't know. They left him for dead. And they don't know who he's been dubbed. All they Uh, know is that he's going to Actually, kind of one of the darkest moments in in that entire story is when 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 Obi-Wan uh, yeah walks away he doesn't put him out of his misery he yeah. doesn't i mean doesn't try to save him he leaves him there yeah it's tragic man and, really and really tragic so none of the people that were there that lived knew immediately that when Darth this Darth Vader character appears which is why I think if they ever do an Obi-Wan film, and I and this has been argued before, Christian Harloff has argue, argued this before, Obi-Wan needs to confront Vader. Yeah, and he needs to find out. And that's, well, that's why he needs to confront Vader, yeah. because he's going to hear these tales, and he's going to have to know. Right. Well, he's going to basically be like Ahsoka. He's going to be like... But he's going to blame himself. Which is why he stays on that planet as penance. Mm-hmm. For what he's done. So, because I've always liked the idea that, because Ahsoka knows. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked the idea that it's Ahsoka that goes to tell him. And and when she tells him that, he's going to have to see it for himself. Right. Because he knows he's dead. He either has to see it for himself or he he has to end it. He, he feels like that it's his responsibility to go end it. Yeah. And... It doesn't go well. So, yeah, I'm I'm very... I mean, it's it's awfully convenient that uh, somebody made the decision for Vader to say, I feel a presence that I haven't felt in, and leaves it blank, because that gives them options. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see how that plays out and if I, we ever do get an obi-wan film i want an obi-wan film i want an obi-wan series i, I do too that's I, what i want whatever we get obi-wan i do agree and i know a lot of people disagreed with christian harloff when he said it but he needs to confront vader if for you know because for one i think it's something that the character of obi-wan would have to see for himself he clearly knows what's up when Luke shows, when when Luke finally comes to him, when it's finally right. time to proceed with the plan. Well, and he tells Luke, Darth Vader killed your father, and he he tells him that, and it's true from a certain point of view. If he doesn't know exactly what happened, because otherwise I killed your father. Because otherwise he's lying to him outright, and he's not lying to him outright. He's spinning the story. Right. Because if Obi-Wan still, you know, thought that he killed Anakin Skywalker, which, I mean, clearly he doesn't. Clearly he knows what's up. And so I think you're right. 
there has to be some sort of, and I don't know if I necessarily agree that he has to confront Vader, but there definitely has to be a, he has to know beyond a shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. whether he reaches out with the force and encounters him or he something, whatever it is. So yeah, that that's all that's going to be interesting and, and hopefully still holding out for an Obi-Wan announcement. That's celebration. Honestly, that's all that I wanted at celebration last time was an Obi-Wan announcement. Yeah. Did I get it? No. Nope. You didn't. And that was because last celebration, unfortunately, they were already aware that they were not ready to move forward with announcements. Because we didn't start getting announcements until a year later. It's true. But this year, by golly, I want an Obi-Wan announcement. In fact, a lot of the so announcements that we got post-celebration have already been canceled. Hmm, that's true. That Ryan Johnson trilogy. Well, the Ryan Johnson trilogy is not canceled. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Yeah, the Ryan Johnson trilogy, I don't know what's up with that. I don't know if it's just because he's working on other things. But we're hearing little rumblings about... The Benioff and Weiss trilogy. The Benioff and Weiss trilogy, which apparently was confirmed this week, is indeed a trilogy. I kind of thought that was the story from the beginning, but apparently it was never actually explicitly said that they're getting a trilogy of films, but apparently now we we do at least have we have information from a better than rumor source that right. it's a trilogy, right? Which is exciting. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I haven't really watched that much Game of Thrones, but I, I I'm aware of what they've accomplished with that show. I mean, they're they're really good storytellers, and I'll be excited to see something that I don't have to like cover my eyes through all the nudity. <laughs> Because I'm prudish like that. Sorry, y'all. We're excited about that. And of course, we just want, we want more announcements. We want to know what's coming. The big announcement that I want at Celebration, I want an Obi-Wan announcement. Of course, that's like the dream, the dream announcement. Mm. But the one announcement that I think we have to get at Celebration is what is next. What movie gets to yep. the theater next after episode nine? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's definitely true because there are lots of things in like oh and we're talking about this and maybe this is a thing and oh this is being talked about and ooh, ian mckellen's not ian not ian mckellen <laughs> no um ewan mcgregor you know isn't saying this so now it's time for somebody to finally say i think you're right this is the next thing that's being made here's who's making it well, we've already got some rumors out there about some possible standalone ideas you know we know a lot of them were kind of stepped on put on hold but what i'm really hoping for at this point well saying that episode nine is the end of the skywalker saga that we're getting one through nine and we're done i still am not i don't believe that we're done with ray poe and finn or even not necessarily ray poe and finn but that in 10 years we don't go hey guess what everybody (laughs) we're getting episode new plan well in it you know, when, when episode three ended, we all went, that's it. Right. It's done. We never thought we were getting seven, eight, and nine. No. Like we, we kind of hoped, but we never really thought it was going to happen. George Lucas was like, no way, Jose, am I ever making another Star Wars movie? Why would I do that to myself? Right. And when, when George Lucas said that, we all went, that's, that's it. it. We've got all the Star Wars we're ever getting. There was all the rumors of the TV show that came and went and came and went. And we wanted that TV show, man. So it was going to be good. (laughs) So I'm not sure 
what it's going to be because initially I thought we're going to keep going with saga films mm-hmm. and then we're going to have like standalones in the middle. I want a new saga. I want to go well, back we get... 3000 years and I want us to start a completely different saga. Right. And that may be what the Benioff and Weiss is the beginning of that yes. because they're the people to do that. I believe yeah. a lot of people believe when, when they said Benioff and Weiss, Everybody collectively went Knights of the Old Republic. Yes, and yes. it's like, well, no, and and all they said was no, not Knights of the Old Republic. And we're, right, and, and and what they don't understand is most of us were not saying we want a Knights of the Old Republic movie, but going, we want something in that era. Yes, we want. I mean, maybe what that a movie about that little two minute snippet they gave about that Mandalorian Jedi or the war between the Mandalorians and the Jedi. They've gone out of their way a few times to reference that. Yeah. Malachor. We want to see what happens at Malachor. We want to see a battle with dragons. I mean, and we want to see Revan in Canon as soon as possible, because as far as characters that you can bring back that aren't going to hurt your current story, then, then out, as far as Legends characters that haven't been brought back, mm-hmm. there's no character bigger yep. than Revan. They brought, Thorn, they brought Thrawn back. I don't see them indefinitely excluding Revan. Revan and, and Malak, which is Revan's apprentice, are mm-hmm. too big to leave off the table forever. Right. So they're going, I, I firmly believe at some point those characters are getting brought back in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to be yet. It could just be novels. It could be video games. But I think yeah. at this point, if you're going back in that era, then you really have to consider those characters as, as possible to show up. Yeah. The nice thing about going back that far is you have lots of Jedi and lots of Sith and you don't necessarily have to tell this story of what's going on in this one place. Right. You you can tell a very, very enormous, like, Lord of the Rings type story. Which is what they've done so well with, I mean, Game of Thrones. They've done a very good job. I mean, obviously there was source material for it. But they have, um, you know, a large multi-continental story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very excited to see what they do with the trilogy. And I don't know when they're going to be done filming Game of Thrones. Do you know when the last season airs? I know they showed their first trailer. Yeah. Recently. Uh, soon? I, have I, I no would idea. think soon. Fall, I think. Okay. So I don't know. I don't really keep up with it. Once they're done filming that, then they can begin working on the other. I don't know at what stage of development they're in on their Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a story is written or if they haven't even if they haven't even thought about it yet. Whatever they if they announce a movie to be made at celebration at the beginning of April, then in theory you could have that 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 production could be lined up and ready to start filming summer and be done for next December or the, the following December. Right. If they're going to go back to a one-year model, which I think the one-year model with the Christmas release is their sweet spot right now. I think you're right. I think more than one a year is just pushing it. I th- I think that you could do more than one a year, but I think that might be a little ways down the road from that. And I just don't know if we need it. I don't because I like, honestly, now, I don't want the, Star Wars releases to be like Marvel releases where it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The greedy, I still the enjoy greedy, them. Well, the greedy part of me is like, I want a Star Wars movie every month, you know, right. just like 12 a year, 
that's not a big deal, right? Right. But, you know, it's... The I, want, part of <laughs> I want my Star Wars movies to be so big and right. such a big event, like mm-hmm. they traditionally have, that doing more than one a year just doesn't work. Right. That I, I want... I want a year of buildup of just pure excitement going, oh, I can't wait for this. And then I want a year to talk about it afterwards. But I really, I think if they want to really grow the Star Wars brand, they have to do a movie a year. I I think every other year for doing what they're wanting to do. That's true. Is, is a little slow unless they're planning on really cranking out the TV shows. Yeah. Now, if they're planning on cranking out two or three shows a year, on various networks or, or online content, streaming channels, then, hey, you know, then maybe go every two years. But the problem is you, you've you already got Ryan Johnson's trilogy, if it's still a thing. You got the Benioff and Weiss trilogy. These are busy people. Right. These are people who people want. Like, like people are clamoring. If you're going to say, well, we're giving you a trilogy. If you're going to do like. But it's going to, we're not, it's going to take us eight years to put your trilogy out. Right. They're going to go, uh... Bye. Yeah. Which, isn't that pretty much what happened with Del Toro and uh, The Hobbit? It is. They kept dragging and kept dragging and kept dragging until he finally said, I got other stuff to do. Bye. Yeah. I would have been okay if he would have just stuck with that. I don't know, though. The Hobbit was better upon rewatching. Anyway, tangent. Sorry about that. Every other year. Every year. So, yeah, I'm still still really sold on the one-a-year concept. I think that's where things were working for them. It was when they threw off the pacing with Solo that mm-hmm. things went kind of weird. I don't believe that Solo underperformed because people were like, I'm boycotting Star Wars. There are people out there doing that, and it, it doesn't help. Right. But it didn't... Honestly, I think what hurt Solo was they didn't show us enough footage beforehand, and people were going, yeah, that's not Harrison Ford. Right. And and honestly, they if, needed if to show still, us the millenn- they if, needed to show us more Millennium Falcon. They needed to show us the love of heaven. They needed to show us more of Donald Glover as freaking Lando Calrissian because as good as Han Solo was in that movie, he killed Lando Calrissian. Yeah. He and was I, Lando Calrissian. I don't care what Donald Glover is an immensely talented individual. Mm-hmm. As far as people working across the board and and show business, the music industry, like I mean, his music's not my thing, but there is absolutely no questioning that he knows what he's doing. And his acting range is is honestly, after seeing him do Lando and and his, sh- I watched an episode of Atlanta, and he's 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 just a talented actor. Yeah. Because I love Community. Community is one of my favorite. TV shows ever, mm-hmm. but you didn't necessarily watch Troy Barnes and go, that guy's going to be big. <laughs> I mean, kind of <laughs> like you didn't necessarily watch um, Parks and Rec and go, and look at Chris I Pratt. think Chris Pratt's going to be the next big thing. Seriously, whenever who watched Parks and Rec and was like, of all the people on this cast, it's like I he- want to see him play a superhero, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's no, kind of... No, nobody said that. Nobody, it never crossed anybody's mind. Except for the brilliant person who hired him to play Star-Lord. If you haven't seen Solo yet, you're, you're Solo. really, we've said this before, but if you haven't seen Solo because you didn't want to see somebody else play Han Solo... It's on Netflix. Or just because you were upset with The Last Jedi, you're really doing yourself a disservice as a Star Wars fan if you're not watching that movie. It's got some things that that I don't love in it, 
But overall, like, I love that movie. It is, it's definitely among some of my, among my favorites of the Star Wars movies. I mean, it's definitely upper it's half great. for me. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's a- he, he, Alden Ehrenreich is so much better of a Han Solo than I ever imagined that he could be. For sure. And it's on Netflix, people. Come on now. How much garbage do you watch in a week just because it's on Netflix? Watch Solo for two hours. If you don't like it, then be like, eh, I could have sat down and I could have binge watched Evil Genius, True Story of America's Most Diabolical Bank Heist. I mean, I'm just saying. All right. Well, uh, Marisha, do you have anything else to add? Or I think we've about covered what news we have for the week. I think we've just about covered it, and we've gone on multiple tangents on it, and I've said lots of things that aren't actually funny, but I'm getting kind of tired, so they seem funny to me. I mean, we could keep going. It's after midnight. It just it could just keep getting weirder, but we're Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> we're we're gonna go to bed. We're tired. Some of we us could have... call and wake Daniel and Robbie up and let them know we're done. They're only an hour ahead of us. I'm sure they would just love that. Oh, yeah. They've only both got to be back at work in like five hours. Perfect. Anyway, um, Marisha, what have you got on the internet that you would like for people to check out? Ooh, I have got a website that has not been updated very recently, but I have a tutorial on there or a dress diary more that I am super duper proud of of a black invasion coat that I made for my daughter. I was so proud of it. I'm quite certain I found the most screen accurate way to make the pointy things on that black dress. Anyway, uh, it's at princessesandpadawans.com. And I am also way more active on Instagram currently. And um, you can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore padawans. All right. And you can find me mostly at the Science Fictionary's Twitter page at Sci underscore Fictionary. And you can also find me, you can find some of our other material at thesciencefictionary.com. We hope you've enjoyed the episode and we will be back next week. May the force be with you.